Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 23, The La La Land Review. Hiya, how's it going? What's up ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East and West? This is the Hypersonic 55 and I am glad that you decided to join me on this podcast once again for another film review. Um, Yeah, second episode of 2017 and a lot quicker than like, you know, was it the usual schedule of like, you know, episodes. But since I saw Assassin's Creed and La La Land within a very short space of each other, I thought it would be, you know, just pretty good to get both reviews out of the way before they become, you know, irrelevant. And um, La La Land is one of those sort of films that I couldn't not talk about, that I just couldn't not talk about. The uh, the film, I'm going to say it right now, is really good. And uh, I actually saw the film last week at an unlimited screening at Cineworld in my local town. Um... Because the film has only just gotten its official UK release yesterday, which was the 13th of January. But it's been out in America for a little while now, and uh, it ended up in a lot of people's top 10 lists of, uh, you know, 2016. And at first, when I heard all this hype about La La Land coming out of, you know, the film festival circuit, I was like, yeah, it'll probably be good, but... Here's the thing, I'm not really a big fan of musicals. I mean, besides the fact that I used to watch a heck of a lot of Disney films, which were all automatically musicals, there was a lot more to those sort of films that sort of offset all the music parts, you know, all the singing and all that jazz. But I think I was able to deal with that kind of stuff because I was a lot younger. Um, But in my older years, I just found that, you know, musicals, whether they're stuff that I've seen before or, you know, things I've just been introduced to, whether there's, you know, newer films or older films, I I can't do it. It's a frustrating kind of experience for me. And, um, you know, more power to you if you love musicals. But for me, they're just not for me anymore. The thing was that I started to slowly kind of give musicals a chance after I went to see um, Les Miserables when that got released in 2013. And I think the only reason I was really interested in that film was just because of the cast. You know, I love Hugh Jackman, uh, (laughs) Russell Crowe, that film was hilarious in an unintentional manner um but yeah Les Miserables is actually pretty decent um but yeah like you know was it musical wise I've definitely started to open up to the uh, concept of watching more of them especially in the cinema you know as often as they show up um but after I saw Sing Street which was my favorite film of 2016 um I was like you know what I have to see La La Land to see how it compares because Sing Street was was insanely beautiful so unexpectedly joyful feel good amazing film i bought the soundtrack as soon as i had the money after i saw the film um i think back in october of last year yeah i saw the film late but i was glad i saw it so la la land i had to see just to see how this film compared in terms of like you know musical to musical but also just to see if it lived up to the hype because there was so much hype going into this film and then so much praise after the film came out in America, I was just like, yo, I need to see the film. 
So when they had the unlimited screening, um, I had to see it. So I called up my mate just to ask him if he wanted to see it with me or not. And we did. And uh, yeah, I know it took me a week to get my thoughts out in this review, but I thought it'd be better just to go back and do the review a little closer to the UK release. Just so, you know, good timing and all that jazz. Uh, so anyway, that's just a little bit of background information as to like, you know, was it uh, La La Land and uh, what I thought of it. Um... So yeah, now we're going to get into the actual review, which I'll break down into sections as usual, which is story, characters, presentation, and overall thoughts afterwards. So, with that out of the way, let's begin, shall we? So for those unaware of what the story of La La Land is, I will describe it as the following. This film tells the story of Mia and Sebastian, an aspiring actress and a dedicated jazz musician, who are struggling to make ends meet in a city known for crushing hopes and breaking hearts and so this musical explores the joy and pain of pursuing your dreams and that my friends is the general synopsis of the film without going into the era spoilers i really 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 enjoyed this story it has a very classic feel to it in terms of the tone and narrative and when some critics have said that this film is a love letter to old hollywood films you can really feel it as you're watching it while i don't have the power to technically describe those feelings in you know a technical like you know manner using the right kind of jargon and like you know film examples uh when you're watching the film you'll know exactly what that statement means and what i found impressive about this film is the fact that it found a way to be familiar and to a degree kind of cliche at times but offer up something unique and fresh at the same time to balance out like you know was it stuff that you remember about this genre but find like you know sort of new ways to reinvent it at the same time as i stated before the story had a lot of familiar elements and some parts that you could predict but it was handled with such style passion and care so when all the drama, love, joy, and etc. is going down, it's engaging and endearing. But one thing I really didn't expect was how deep, emotional, and thought-provoking the film would be. This film covers a lot of key themes that, like, you know, was it, a lot of people will relate to. When it comes to success and failure, compromise, having aspirations, following your dreams, and the trials and tribulations that come with breaking into the music and film industry. It was realistic, and I think it will not only resonate with people who are dreamers, like myself, but also people who are thinking about their own career paths, especially if you're a creative individual trying to break into the media industry. There is one specific, like, you know, scene, which I won't spoil, but it pretty much gets down to the bare bones of people talking about their dreams and aspirations the pros and cons of it all and the realistic slash heartbreaking nature of you know trying to get where you want to go in life and the almost impossible nature of it again i don't want to get into the scene but there was one scene that i watched in the film which broke me it broke me on an emotional level that i just didn't think it could and I was just like, holy man, you got me right in my heart. And that, for that alone, the film, like, you know, was it, the story alone just deserves points. Anyway, let's move on to characters. So when it comes to the cast, they were all wonderful. Everybody did their part, especially all the extras in, like, all these crazy dance sequences and all these sort of, like, interesting secondary characters that 
you know, the main characters have to interact with. But the main people you'll remember after this film is over is Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, who killed it. Firstly, there's Emma Stone as Mia Dolan, a girl who has a great love for the film industry and has dreams of becoming a famous actress. And what I loved about this character was her playfulness and determination. Uh, she was just so quirky and just so full of hope. And Stone was just incredible. This is easily my favorite performance of her, you know, so far. And this is like, you know, just top tier material from Stone. You know, she was fabulous. And then there was Ryan Gosling as Sebastian Wilder. I loved his admiration for jazz, being a fan of jazz myself. And the fact that he continued to follow his dreams in spite of the many setbacks he happened to, you know, go through and the compromises he had to make, it was really impressive. And Gosling is one of the sort of guys that I happen to like more and more in every film that I've seen him in. I know that there was a whole lot of hype about, like, you know, Ryan Gosling, like, you know, was it for a good few years prior to, like, you know, some of his more recent performances in recent years, but it's only in, in recent years now that I'm starting to get on the hype train, like, I like Ryan Gosling and I think I might just watch him in anything that he's in, as long as it's not a rom-com or any sort of, like, you know, romantic film, because I'm just not overly interested, but I will make an exception for this film because it was handled very well. Stone and Gosling have such great chemistry. Their character love story was beautiful, engaging, and it felt natural. And just seeing those two together, they're so bloody cute and adorable. And seeing them, like, you know, as it form their relationship, have their own goals, and how they try to, you know, help each other out on this road to greatness is just fascinating to watch. It's just, their pairing is just lovely. John Legend also did a really good job as Keith. He didn't do, like, you know, anything overly dramatic or didn't have as much screen time as, like, you know, obviously our two main leads, but he did leave an impression. And uh, Rosemary DeWitt as Laura Wilder, like, you know, was it Ryan Gosling's, like, you know, character sister, uh, she was also good. And J.K. Simmons, his contribution to the film was small, but was unforgettable and hilarious. I love that guy. J.K. Simmons can't do anything wrong for me. He's a, he's a great guy. <laughs> and then there is the presentation and good gravy. The presentation of this film was off the charts. Visually and musically, this film was stunning. Visually, this film does some really impressive, surprising, and fascinating work with the cinematography, color scheme, lighting, and set design, and the use of visual effects. I just love the way in which some of these, like, you know, was it scenes were framed, the way in which, like, you know, is that the camera was used to, like, you know, illustrate some of these crazy elaborate dance sequences. Like, you know, straight from the beginning of the film, you're, you're set up for, you know, some crazy adventure. And things only just get more and more impressive as the film goes on with some really unique camera work, some really cool, fun like, you know, was it uh, well put together, like, dance sequences in several different locations. And one of the interesting things about, like, you know, is it just some of the set design is that while you can tell that a lot of these sort of locations are real, some of it looks like it could be, you know, done with digital effects. And for me as a person who sometimes likes to think about, like, you know, is it you know, how much time and effort some of these filmmakers put into these films. I'm like, how much of that was actually really done there and how much of it was CGI? And if all of this stuff was real, how long would it have taken to, like, you know, block off all these streets, choreograph all this dance work and make it all work? It's, it's madness. 
the amount of continuous shots they were able to pull off and the insane amount of tracking shots, good gravy. Darn good. And that dance choreography, lovely. Really good. I'm a massive fan of dance choreography and this film has some really good fancy footwork, especially in some of these extreme, uh, wrong word. I was gonna say extreme, but I meant to say extravagant some of these extravagant dance numbers. And with all these numerous people moving around at the same time, it was just madness to think that this film was put together in the way in which it was. And, you know, the filmmakers were able to just put it all together. It's just, ah, uh, it hurts my mind just trying to think about some of these things. Um, I'm sure there were probably some clever camera tricks that they were done, like, you know, that were done to, you know, hide some, like, you know, was it continuity, like, you know, was it shots and stuff like that, but just the way in which this whole, like, you know, visual presentation of this film was just damn good, so good, and then there was the film score from Justin Hurwitz, which was just magical, dramatic, and completely infectious, there was not any time that I wasn't either smiling wanting to like you know get all like you know emotionally dramatic or like you know as it feels so melancholy and sad this film makes you feel a wave of emotions whether it's just like you know the uh, instrumental film score that's going through the film or the actual like you know musical numbers that are happening in the film as well after this film is over you'll definitely want to get the soundtrack there are several songs in this film that I enjoyed a heck of a lot from another day of the sun to someone in the crowd or city of stars or start a fire but that Mia and Sebastian's theme good gravy there is so much drama and there's like a sense of scope to that song after you've like you know seen everything that when you hear it again there will be a flood of you know memories and visual like you know cues and just emotions you'll feel right at your core because of everything that happens in that film the music is great, the music is lovely, I still haven't got the soundtrack yet, but I will have it very soon, because it's really good, it's catchy music, and I thought from the trailers that the music probably wouldn't be for me, but you know, it won me over, it won me over. So that brings me to my final thoughts on La La Land, and if you couldn't tell from this review right now, I think I'll have to reiterate that I really enjoyed La La Land. I didn't think it would, like, you know, was it be one of the films that I could consider for my top 10, just because, you know, again, it was a musical, and I'm just not overly interested in that genre, but good gravy, they got me. They got me good. Um, this film made me think, made me feel, and left a strong impression on me after I left the cinema. This film did a lot of really interesting things with, like, you know, the musical genre, and while it was, you know familiar it found a lot of unique ways to change things up create surprises and mysteries for you to discover as the film was going on and while i'm not a musical man i can definitely tell you that this is probably going to end up in one of my like you know is it sort of fa favorite musical films of like you know possibly all time damien chadelle like you know is it this guy's doing it right right now i love whiplash and i like really really like la la land i would probably say whiplash was probably my favorite out of the two but that's just because i guess that film was a little bit more grounded and like you know a little bit more dramatic for me personally and if i was to compare it to the other major like you know is it notable uh, musical film of last year which was uh, sing street i would argue that i like sing street just a little bit more just because some of the themes in that film and 
the uh, level of realism just sort of outweigh this film by a tiny bit. But if you're a fan of musicals and you like them in the traditional sense, then I think you'll get a kick out of La La Land. It's beautiful, dramatic, heartbreaking, and just downright fun. Um, again, I'm not going to give it a rating just because I stopped doing that. But again, highly recommended. Check it out and have fun. So that is my thoughts on La La Land. And I would love to hear what you thought of the film in the comment section below. Or if you wanted to holler at me by email, I am at thehypersonic 555 at gmail.com. Or you can holler at me on Twitter where I am at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55. Yeah, and if you want to go about and check out the podcast on iTunes, I would love it. Give me some ratings and uh, just let me know what you thought of the podcast. Any sort of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Creative feedback would be much appreciated. Uh, so, yeah, that is going to be it for this episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, as always. Hopefully you found this, you know, uh, this episode informative and uh, somewhat dramatic. And so the next episode, I will try to do another one of the uh, more, I guess, themed episodes. Because I've still got, you know, some other topics that I haven't talked about when it comes to, like, you know, movie soundtracks, like uh, the martial arts film genre and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, just look forward to the topics as they come. I'm hoping that I'm going to get back to one of those topics at one point, even though there's still a few reviews that I'll probably be doing in the next week or so. So, yeah, just look out for it. So until the next time... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out, and take care.